Hello, I'm Dr. Julia Dana. Welcome to the Dermal Distinction Podcast, a master guide on science, beauty, and ethics in aesthetics. I've had decades of real life experience in aesthetics, dentistry, and training, and I'm passionate about passing on my insider knowledge and teaching you the techniques, the science, and the heart behind the rapidly growing world of cosmetic medicine. The Dermal Distinction Podcast is a safe space to explore the ethical approach to cosmetic injecting and education. It is a front row seat to a lesson in aesthetics, injectables, and skin science. As always, before undertaking any treatment, it is important that you seek advice from a qualified practitioner about your concerns. Join me each week with an open mind and remember, cosmetic injecting isn't just about changing faces, it's about changing lives. Being in business, especially if you're a solo clinician, can be super lonely in good times, but even more so in challenging times. I share these challenges with new injectors. I hope to impart with them what I've learned through my journey as a clinical practitioner, what I've learned to do, but also what I've learned not to do. Even more important is that when you face a challenge, you share your challenge with someone, a mentor or support person, because this will really help to lighten the load, but also to you to, for you to gain clarity in the situation. If you haven't had a complaint from a patient, you simply haven't been in practice for long enough. It's going to happen to all of us at one point or another. It's inevitable. But the way you handle it really can make the difference between something that becomes a positive experience and one that is not so positive. So when I looked at my patient's tear troughs and I saw what she was saying, I thought, okay, now I'm kind of stuck in a position because I think I've done a great job, but I actually see her point of view. So I thought to myself, I really have two options here. I can try to convince her that I've done a great job or I can acknowledge her concerns. And I decided that the best tactic here was actually to acknowledge her concerns. So we went through her photos from uh, beginning to the result that we had there on that particular day. And I resolved that what I would do was I would take some time to consider our way forward from here. And that was a great way of me being able to then consult with some colleagues and some people who I considered mentors to determine, well, okay, I've created a great tear trough, but what do I now do about the pigmentation? Because at that particular time, I didn't have the skill set to know what to say and what to do. So by sharing some of these stories and my journey as a clinician, I'm hoping that I can help you in your journey as a clinician. When we're dealing with complaints, there are some key principles that I consider to be necessary each and every time. When the patient is in my clinical practice, I like to initiate a conversation to begin with, what do you see as the concern? Because what I think is the concern and what they feel is the concern may actually be entirely different. So I need to hear in the patient's own words, what is your concern? The next thing that I would encourage you to do is to repeat back to the patient what their concern is. This helps the patient know that number one, you're listening, and number two, you're actually on the same page. If you're repeating back the concern and the patient's thinking, that's not what I said, it allows you to clarify what the actual concern is. And this is actually really important because as we go along, sometimes we get passionate, sometimes where the adrenaline's racing and we actually get confused by what's going on. So repeating back to the patient what they feel is the concern 
is really opening up that dialogue and that conversation. The next thing to do, as I've mentioned, is to ask the patient, how would you like me to resolve this? Sometimes the patient will say, I'm not sure. So then it's up to us as a practitioner to come forward with some ideas. Now, if it's really clear how you need to resolve this concern, obviously you can put those ideas forward to the patient and if they consent to those treatments, obviously proceed. If you're in a position where you don't actually know how to deal with this concern, this is a time to step back and acknowledge what the patient has said and also acknowledge that you don't have the answers right now. So it could be something as simple as saying, I want to take some time to consider the concern. I understand that the concern is A, B, C. I'm not quite sure at this particular moment how to move forward, but I'm going to consult with your permission, some of my colleagues, and I'd like to share your case. Is that okay? I don't just simply give my patient a referral name and a number and say, hey, go call. I need to actually reach out to that specialist and I usually pick up the phone myself and discuss the case over the phone because I need my patient attended to in a timely manner. At the moment, I'm finding one of the barriers to getting onto specialists is the wait lists are just huge. So I need to overcome this for my patient. I don't want them sitting in a wait list for too long. We need to be on the same page. That's my responsibility to the patient. That's how I gain consent. This is really, really important. Finally, to help the complaint process also to avoid these complaints, taking photos and video on the way out. This is equally as important. We always focus on, you know, the before and then we think, oh, I'm going to review my patient in, you know, a week or whatever it is. I want to take photos of the patient on the way out. The reason for this is I want to know okay, these are the sites that I've actually injected. I can see them in the photo. I want to be able to follow that journey. Was there a little bruise that came up straight away? I want to know exactly where it was. I want to see it progress. If there's something I'm seeing in a photo that perhaps I didn't actually see when I was looking at the patient while I was treating them because I was so focused on my area, I want to have a another check. It's just a checklist, another protocol I've got in place to make sure that I'm picking up on all those little things and even bigger things so that I don't end up with a complication and then a complaint. As part of my clinical journey, I haven't had protocols in place the entire time. And unfortunately, it does sometimes take, you know, something going wrong for you to realize that you could do things better and you can be better. As I've grown in my business and as a clinician, I've taken the time to literally work out every single process that we do from onboarding a client through the medical history, the whole way through to sending out a, this is time to come back for your review appointment. We have a protocol for everything. I think that it would be a great recommendation to all of you that rather than waiting for things to go wrong, every quarter, you look at what continuing professional development have I done? What have I not focused on? Of course, when we're really interested in a particular area, we delve into that area and we keep doing course after course in that particular skill set. But perhaps it might be something like customer service. Not too many of us in the aesthetic world actually do business courses, but sometimes business courses are the stepping stone to giving great customer service to your patient. So it would be a really good idea to have a checklist of different activities that happen within your business from the front desk through to the clinical side 
through to infection control, obviously emergency medicine like CPR and, you know, obviously life-saving medicine, but also looking at the back end like accounting and bookkeeping. All of these different components are equally as important to one another and make us both successful in business but also great practitioners. We need to have all these parts moving in a forward and upward direction. And sometimes we forget about the not-so-glamorous side of, you know, doing a bookkeeping course or perhaps delegating out those tasks to someone who is better at them, like a bookkeeper. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Dermal Distinction. The conversation continues over on my Instagram at Dermal Distinction Academy, where I encourage you to connect with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate and review. 